welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. Today, we want to talk a little bit about social media. It's everywhere. And do you feel pressure to post, to post reels, to spend all your time generating content on social media, or do you hate it? And how does that affect your practice? Yeah, total quandary for sure. For sure. And I know, Tracy, you found some really interesting statistics about social media in general. Let's, Let's start with how big that machine is. Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, it's everywhere, right? Social media is everywhere. It's such a a prominent part of our lives. You know, it's something that we don't necessarily can't avoid, right? But the statistics are really overwhelming. Um, According to Statista, there are 420 billion active users on social media. And as of January, 2022, Facebook was leading with 2.9 billion active users, followed by YouTube at 2.5 billion, Instagram at 1.4 billion, TikTok at a billion. And we know those numbers are just continuing to increase and increase as we also see the development of additional social media platforms. Absolutely. Billions and billions and billions. And that's a lot of pressure for coaches to feel like uh, I have FOMO. I'm missing out, right? Yeah, yeah. And missing out on the opportunity to be there. And you see the people with 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 followers and think, I need to chase that. I need to do that too. That's going to be the key to success in my business. And it might be, but it might not be. And so- Absolutely. Yeah. And and there is a lot of pressure, right? And it's it's hard not to sit there and and be scrolling, right? And seeing that fellow colleague of yours who is racking up, you know, 2000 likes on a, a video they shared and you're going, oh my God, I had four likes the other right. day. <laughs> right? What am I doing wrong? What am right. I not doing? How am I not being successful in this? And that right. pressure that we do hear and see and feel every single day as coaches and continuing to build our practice in the divorce coaching spaces, what does that mean for us really? Which leads us into this whole discussion of the digital media strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's really important about it because I, I want to share this quote by Lori Taylor. And I posted it on our Divorce Coaches Academy Instagram account a while back because it, she says, followers are cool. But just remember, fans are vanity and sales are sanity. And oh, so yeah. a great quote. It's a great right? quote. Yeah. It's a great quote because we have to remember that having 20,000 followers on Instagram might feel really, really good to your ego. (laughs) But what is the point of you being in business? Is it to have fans or is it to have a thriving business practice? 
Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we know just from experience and, and this is great. I love that this happens, but so many of the followers on divorce coaches accounts are followed by fellow divorce coaches. And, and I, I think that's wonderful. Right. But again, right. Cause we're all supporting each other and we're here supporting one another, but what is the goal for your digital media strategy? What is your intent? What is your purpose? Because we do know that creating a social media presence requires a certain amount of time, effort, creativity, Mm -hmm. pre-planning. There could also be expense associated with that. So how does your digital media strategy fit into your overall marketing strategy? Correct. So for some people, they simply use it like their website in terms of brand awareness and credibility. So a client is considering working with them. Maybe they met them at a networking event. Maybe they saw them on a podcast um, on a YouTube video or Mm -hmm. became aware of them somewhere else and they want to check them out. Mm -hmm. Are you you real? Are you well enough known? Right. So they go to your website. And they check you out on social media. And if you have three followers, they probably will say, "Mm, I don't know. So some of it is brand awareness and credibility. Is that your strategy? You just want potential clients to be able to say, this person's legit. Absolutely. Totally valid strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then sort of that next potential uh, uh, goal for social media um, uh, marketing is really that community engagement, mm-hmm. right? Gathering a, a following of people who are actively engaged in communicating and sharing information, right? So that's sort of a different goal than just brand awareness. That's actual then that sort of engagement of the people who you are speaking to, right? And and so much of that is really who are you speaking to? right? What is the intent and the goal of your messaging in terms of information, you know, divorce information, emotional support? How is, how is that happening? And, and what is the, the goal? If community engagement is the goal, community engagement can lead to lead generation and sales, but it also requires sort of another step in that process. Well, it does. And and we did an episode a month or so back on business metrics. And so when you are doing your social media strategy, it is important to know what am I looking at to determine if the strategy I've chosen is effective. Mm-hmm. If all I'm looking for is brand recognition and credibility, maybe all I'm tracking is followers. Yeah. But if I'm looking for community engagement, I need to go a level deeper into those insights and look at shares saves, comments. Yes. Right. I need to go a level deeper to see, are people sharing my content with others? Yep. Yep. And that, yeah. And that really requires an awareness in terms of what your audience is looking for. Right. And, and I'm going to say community engagement is not easy. It is absolutely not easy. No, (laughs) it's not, but you need to be evaluating, put on our, our business person hat and say, once a month or once a quarter, look at this and say, hey, it looks like the posts that I'm writing about finances are resonating a lot, resonating a lot more strongly 
with my viewers than say the ones I'm writing about co-parenting. So categorize your posts in your, at least in your brain, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you're posting them, I'm going to post for the next three months about these four things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to track and see which of those four things gets more engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to do these groups of hashtags, which of these groups of hashtags gets more views, shares, comments, Yeah, intentional, and then business metric tracking. Yeah. And, and the tracking and monitoring is so, so important, Deborah. And again, you know, when we talk about cost benefit analysis, right, this isn't throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? There actually has to be a business plan if you're going to engage in this process and not be frustrated by it, right? Because right. I do hear so many people are frustrated. And listen, I'm not going to call myself out here in my age issues, but right, I didn't grow up in the social media world. So I can sort of scan through or scroll through stuff. And I say, oh, all these young divorce coaches, look at, they are so much more skilled than me. They could do these dancing things. They could do these TikTok videos. And I'm like, oh, that's so not me. Right. So that piece of not being who we are aren't mm-hmm. to begin with is an important piece of our, our brand recognition. But I think that that monitoring and tracking exactly what you just said, an intentional practice, what posts are getting higher levels of engagement? Mm-hmm. What posts are getting likes? Who's responding? Exactly what you said, who's sharing and, and, and being able to be extremely intentional about it also while monitoring how much time you are dedicating to creating those posts, right? Again, that cost benefit analysis, because if you're spending, you know, 12 hours a week on developing social media content and posting, but you're getting very little in return, right? You might need to sort of reevaluate what the strategy is. Now we know social media takes time, right? It does take consistency. It takes time to build that presence, but you also have to look at it from what you need within your own practice, what your goals are, who you're speaking to, and how are you getting results return on those efforts? For sure. For sure. And the other thing I want to do today is I, I actually would like you to write a permit. I'd like to write a permission slip to those coaches that hate social media. Mm. Don't do it. You don't have to. We can be released from FOMO, just like we help our clients be released from some things that that they want to chase after. Yeah. We can release ourselves from this need. I want you to know that Tracy and I both know plenty of divorce coaches that have extremely successful practices that don't do social media. Yes. That don't do it at all. So as part of your overall business strategy, where does social media fit? Are you feeling pressured to do it because you see other people doing it? Or do you want to do it because it's a part of your business strategy? So I'll just write that permission slip to say, if you hate it, don't do it. I don't do reels. I don't do dancing. Tracy and I, neither one do that. I post for brand awareness, credibility, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's about it. I'm just 
sharing some information out there. And if people like it, awesome. Right. And, and again, to drive back, right. The ultimate goal is, is to drive people back to your website, right. Where they're learning more information about Mm -hmm. who you are, where you are positioning your offerings, establishing goals and objectives in terms of what your services, those transformational benefits that divorce coaches offer to the clients and hopefully getting an interest to sign up for that consult call, that complimentary discovery call, consultation call, whatever it is that you call it, which is your funnel for creating, creating, uh, creating clients. Right. So, you know, the number one question we ask is, what's my secret sauce? Mm -hmm. What am I really good at? Am I good at speaking in the community and building those networking connections? If that is your secret sauce, you don't need social media to build your practice. My secret sauce is writing. My blog posts are what generate um, business for me. So I want to drive people to the articles on my website. That's where that that content is what resonates with people and says to them, this is my person. Yeah. What's your secret sauce? If your secret sauce is TikTok videos, then by all means, do that. Do you want to drive people to your group coaching program, to your book, to your podcast? What, um, we call it a call to action in the marketing world. Yes. What's your call to action? What is it you you want them to do when they see your social media post? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your, yeah. your marketing strategy is, okay, they saw me, now what? Yep. And that now what is the most important piece, right? And we know that there's lots of different styles and techniques to engage in uh, in, in getting community engagement, right? A, a lot of uh, coaches I see engage in a lot of that storytelling, right? That emotional connection of sharing their personal experience or sharing stories about clients. We also see that testimonials mm-hmm. are can be extremely successful, right? So there are lots of different techniques. And I agree a hundred percent, Deb, my, my secret sauce is networking, right? I am a grassroots marketer. I'm sure you've all heard it before. And, and that's been very successful for me. So I spent, right. I see my rate of return greater on those efforts. I spend more time doing that than I do in social, uh, building social media content and, and information that's for my independent practice in my group coaching practice, uh, the split society, I do do marketing, right? We do do daily posts and sharing information and, and, and working and messing around with hashtags and seeing who we can reach. But it is, it is absolutely something that we need to evaluate and need to be intentional. Deborah, you talked about this intention earlier. I'm going to stress intention. Mm -hmm. What is your intention as you are building your practice? What are your goals, right? Where do you see your efforts producing the greatest results for you in your practice? Right. So I have an hour of time. What should I do with my hour of time? Should I spend it creating three Instagram posts or one reel? Should I spend it writing a blog post? writing an email to my email list, or going on LinkedIn and making some connections with people, inviting them for virtual coffee. What, right? Or going out in the community. I have an hour. 
I know myself. I know my secret sauce. I know what's going to generate revenue for my business. How do I want to spend my hour? And I think that's the most important thing. And we talk about this all the time. Don't try to be somebody, somebody else. It's easy to look at the people that are super successful or have a bunch of followers on social media. You will never be successful trying to be somebody else. Absolutely. And and that speaks to who you are and your brand, right? If that's right. not who you are as a divorce coach, right. the message that you're sending on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, right? That's right. going to resonate with the clients who you're also driving. So knowing- right. And you'll you look are, awkward. Yes. <laughs> if you're not a TikTok or a real person, right? And you're trying to do the same reels that the people that are comfortable doing that are doing. Yeah. People will watch those and be like, what the heck was that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so true. Authenticity, right? We're we're giving everybody permission to be authentic in themselves, in their right. brand, in the offerings, in their practice, but to do it with intention, a plan, mm-hmm. a strategy. Okay. Yeah. Right. We're not competing against each other. Yes. You know, no. we have, that's one of our core values is a spirit of generosity here. Mm-hmm. And that is, there is enough, there are enough people divorcing. There are enough people that need our help. We don't need to compete with each other. Absolutely. We, we want to help all the boats rise Absolutely. and you can be whatever kind of boat you want. I don't, we're not, I'm not competing in a race with you. Yeah. I want you to win. I want to win. If you have a bigger, faster boat than me, that's cool. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That sailboat could be sexy too. Yes, exactly. My robo kicks butt. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. You know, again, really important information. And I I always enjoy speaking to you about it, Deb. And I wish everybody who's listening success in figuring out what their strategy is and just being themselves. Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.